qualified for a breakthrough. It's Breakthrough Sunday here at, at Celebration Church, our anniversary Sunday. And at the end of today's service, when we partake in the Holy Communion, we'll be believing God for three requests, three, three areas in your life that you are believing God for uh, uh, today. And we're doing that in our in-person services. We have cards printed and we're asking people to write down those three areas. Maybe you want to do that at home as well. Uh, but I'm preaching first, uh, qualified for a breakthrough. We've been through 2020, 2021, and if given the pandemic, given the setback, given the different issues people have faced in society, uh, if for many it's felt like a battle. And it's possible even to have been victorious in the battle and yet to feel battle weary. And so this message is for you today, and I believe that you'll be strengthened and empowered and equipped in the declaration of God's Word. But when we have a need, Breakthrough speaks of God's supernatural supply, His miraculous power that gives us that which we need, and we call it a breakthrough. But it speaks of God's supernatural supply and His provision, miracles happening in our lives. And so today we're looking at seven guarantees of your breakthrough in Christ Jesus. Seven, seven guarantees for your breakthrough in Jesus Christ. Let me say first off the top, the gospel. The gospel is meant to be a declaration or an announcement of that which already is. And so when we preach about breakthrough today, we are declaring by the gospel a proclamation, an announcement of breakthrough which has already been won, already been purchased, already been produced in Christ Jesus. That declaration of now the scriptures say we declare and proclaim the gospel so that we might enter into that which has already been supplied. So seven guarantees for your breakthrough today. Number one, Jesus, your breakthrough is guaranteed because Jesus gave you His own righteousness. Jesus gave you, gave us, His own righteousness. Romans chapter 5 and 17 says, For if by the offense of the one death reigned through that one, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Much can be said about this verse, but look at those three words, gift of righteousness, the righteousness of God, the only righteousness that counts, the one in true righteousness can only be received by us as a gift. It's not something we can attain to. That God's level of righteousness is too high, too holy for us to ever attain to in our own ability. Therefore, it must be a gift. And, it, and as a gift, it can only be received. We understand that in the natural. When I give a gift to my children at Christmas time, they can't earn that gift. How insulting would it be if they say, Dad, can I, can I do some chores to, try, chores to try and earn this Christmas gift? Kind of insulting to me as a dad, wouldn't it be? But, but we recognize, so, but when it comes to the righteousness of God, he says it, it's a gift and has to be received. And so we recognize that breakthroughs guaranteed because righteousness is a gift. And the gift of righteousness tells us, without getting into too much detail today for sake of time, but the gift of righteousness tells us that God deals with us, not as we deserve. We, may, we have shortcomings. We have areas where we don't always line up. But the gift of righteousness tells us that God deals with us, not as we deserve, but as Jesus deserves. You see, that's a powerful, powerful reality. We could stop just right there and recognize that breakthrough is mine because God deals with me today, not as I deserve, but as 
Jesus deserves. That's a, that just blows the mind apart because the, in ourselves we have shortcomings, but in Christ there are no shortcomings. He is perfect in every way. And the gift of righteousness that, that we are able to receive by faith through grace, but only freely, it declares to us, it should send reverberations through every part of our being, that God deals with us not as, I de as we deserve, but as Jesus deserves. And so when we think of Jesus, does Jesus deserve healing? Does Jesus deserve breakthrough? Does Jesus deserve blessing? Of course He does. Jesus deserves all good gifts. And God deals with us on that basis. So what's our response to this reality? Our response is that we confess on the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Our response to this reality of the gift of righteousness, we confess on the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that confession releases power in our lives. It releases God's grace, His favor. It releases the breakthrough in our lives. And put into practice, it's a powerful reality. And we're told we're to confess on the righteousness of God in the middle of our problem, in the middle of the addiction, in the middle of the anxiety, in the middle of the disorder. We are to confess on the righteousness of God. In other words, God's dealing with me not as I deserve, but as Jesus deserves. That releases power uh, in our lives. We get it wrong sometimes. You see, we think, you know, when it comes to uh, confessing on the righteousness of God, sometimes we get this error, error in our thinking that I have to have everything just right in my life to confess that. You know, but for some reason, you know, in other areas, we think of it differently. For example, if there's lack in my life, we confess I'm blessed and God is my supply and I'm blessed and I'm prosperous in Christ Jesus. In other words, even when I don't see it, we confess I'm prosperous, I'm blessed. Or in the area of health, we've learned, you know, I might see sickness in my body, but I confess I'm the healed of the Lord. And yet when it comes to sin, for whatever reason, we have this idea that we have to confess we're sinners. Well, it's okay to, you know, Ask God for forgiveness, that's fine. I'm not talking to God, would you forgive me? I'm talking about confessing that we're sinners. You see, once you're in Christ Jesus, you're new, you have a new nature. Old things passed away, old th all things have become new. You're no longer a sinner, you're a saint. You're, you're now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that which was given to you as a, as a gift. And so, just like all other areas of, of our Christian life, we're to confess, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God is dealing with me, not as I deserve, but as Christ Jesus deserves. And the problem is we never rise above the, the, what we confess. That's the Christian life. The Christian life operates by faith, and faith speaks. It, speaks, it says of God, He calls those things which be not as though they are. And so we're to confess on the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Guarantee number two, Jesus gives by no merit of ourselves. Jesus gives us breakthrough in our lives through no merit of ourselves. That speaks of grace. Grace, by definition, is unmerited, undeserved favor from God. In other words, there's nothing we can do to earn it. It's undeserved. And so our response to this gift of breakthrough through no merit of ourselves, our response is to accept that we are not self-qualified. Accept this reality. See, as long as we think that we can self-qualify, we hinder that. We hinder God's grace from flowing freely in our lives. You may have heard somebody say, I fasted 40 days and 40 nights and I received my breakthrough. Well, maybe they did and that's fine. There's a place for fasting and prayer. But the fasting and prayer did not produce the breakthrough, 
Maybe in fasting and prayer, that individual came to the end of themselves, their self-sufficiency, and they recognized that there is no self-merit that I could ever do, nothing I could ever produce that will, that will earn the breakthrough. It's all in Christ Jesus. And so sometimes, yeah, maybe we need to pray and fast to come to the end of ourselves. But the reality is it wasn't the fasting and prayer. It was Jesus and what he had already done. In fact, I was curious what, what, what other are maybe preaching about spiritual breakthrough. So I Googled it this week, and you know, one of the, I, saw, I found some outlines of steps to your breakthrough. I'm not preaching steps today. I'm preaching uh, your guarantees in Christ Jesus, that which has already been done. I'm declaring and proclaiming what Christ has already done. But they said one of the steps is you must be addicted to fasting. You've got to become addicted to fasting. Now again, there's a place for prayer, and there's a place for fasting, 100%. But the focus has to be uh, fasting and prayer to discover who, who I am in Christ, what He's done for me. If that's the emphasis, great. But if the emphasis is that I'm going to do this so that I'm going to place myself in the place of blessing, you're already in the place of blessing in Christ Jesus. We just have to discover that reality. And as long as we think that through my action, as spiritual as it might look, that I'm earning my place for a breakthrough... We are hindering it from happening to our, in our lives. The reality is that the least naturally qualified is just as qualified as, as what we think is the most qualified. And so no matter where you're at today, this breakthrough flows freely by grace, undeserved. God deals with us not as we deserve, but as Jesus deserves. So let that sink in again and again. Jesus, God deals with you as Jesus deserves. Does he deserve breakthrough? Then, then, then you do as well because of that free gift. Number three, third guarantee, Jesus' ministry is that of righteousness, not condemnation. Jesus' ministry is that of, of righteousness, not condemnation. 2 Corinthians 3 at verse 9, it says, If the ministry of condemnation has glory, how much more does the ministry of righteousness excel in glory. Now, it does say the ministry of condemnation has some glory. It does say that. So we don't negate that reality. It has some, has some glory. But the ministry of righteousness has much more glory. Now, let me just say, just because the ministry of condemnation has some glory, let, let us not stop there because there is an exceeding glory. And I don't know about you, but I want the exceeding glory. I don't want just the some glory. I want the exceeding glory. And so, you know, there is some glory. In other words, there is some you know, benefit, I suppose, in the ministry of condemnation, but it, it produces much weaker fruit than the ministry of righteousness. The ministry of righteousness produces strong, long-lasting fruit, and so we must trust the ministry of righteousness. Jesus' ministry is that of righteousness, not the ministry of condemnation, and the ministry of righteousness produces fruit. We're talking today about breakthrough, about supplying those needs of your life, supernatural breakthrough. They happen through the ministry of righteousness. The ministry of, we have to trust that, not the ministry of condemnation. So our response is to listen to the ministry of righteousness. Our response to this reality is to uh, listen to the ministry of righteousness. Listen to that ministry. Now, how do I know which ministry I'm, uh, I'm listening to? Well, the ministry of righteousness is about believing first producing second. Believing first, producing second. For example, Romans chapter 10 and verse 6, it says, the righteousness based on faith, it speaks. Righteousness based on faith, it speaks. But what does it say? Verse 8, it says, but what does it say? Verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, uh, you will be saved. 
For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness. And with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Now, understand, I understand salvation, new birth. This, you say, well, that's talking about becoming a, a believer in Christ Jesus. Certainly it is. But that's also how a believer is meant to continue living their lives because salvation doesn't just mean forgiveness of sins and new life in Christ. It also means salvation of body, soul, and spirit, healing and restoration, freedom and blessing. And so the same way that we receive Christ, we're meant to continue our, our walk, and it starts, a walk in, our victorious walk in Christ, and it starts with believing. It starts with believing, and right believing produces the fruit that we are, are looking for. That's the ministry of, right, of, of righteousness. So how do I know if I'm listening to the ministry of righteousness? Well, when, when bad things happen, when, when, when adversity comes, I know which one I'm listening to by my response. And if my response to the adverse circumstances in my life is, did I do something wrong to deserve this? then I know I'm listening to the wrong ministry, the ministry of condemnation, because the reality is nothing we did ever brought the blessing. And so, so in the same way, we have to accept this free gift of righteousness. Now, I know I'm listening to the ministry of righteousness when instead of saying, what did I do wrong? I say, God, show me an area of my life where maybe I need to believe differently. Because right believing always produces fruit. We read Romans 5 earlier that when we're receiving the gift of righteousness, we reign in life. So instead of looking at what I'm doing, I'm looking at what I'm believing. Uh, and, and it could even be you're not believing anything wrong. It's just a matter of time and, and allowing the fruit to, to germinate. But it's not based on it, 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 Jesus' ministry of that of righteousness and, and not of condemnation. And therefore, we, we recognize my breakthrough is guaranteed. Fourth guarantee of our breakthrough is Jesus completed your approval. Jesus completed your approval. I, I don't know if you've ever gone for a, a bank loan or such. You know, you want to you be approved. Well, when it comes to breakthrough, when it comes to the blessing of God, Jesus completed your breakthrough. It's complete. There's nothing you can add to it. Colossians chapter 2 says, For in Him all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form, and in Him you have been made complete. And He is the head over every ruler and authority. In Christ, He has completed your approval. So whether you are a believer for one day, or you've been a believer for one year, you have the same completed approval for breakthrough today as anyone else. The same completion, the same approval. The problem is, is that when we take, you see, this completed approval is our starting line as believer. I said, whether you've been a believer for one day or one year, you have the same completed approval for breakthrough, same completed break, uh, approval for your blessing. The problem is so often religious teaching takes the, our starting point and makes it the finish line for a believer. In other words, if you try really hard, if you really work hard throughout your life, then maybe someday you'll be approved by God. And that, may, that maybe is a big maybe. Too many believers are fearful that, you know, in the day of judgment, they will be, you know, put on the carpet by God. And yet the scripture, we read it last week, but the scripture says that we have this confidence even on the day of judgment, because as he is, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. And so we have confidence. And so we are approved. Our starting point as believers is approval. Never think, what do I need to do for my breakthrough? No, your approval has been completed. And this idea that, you, that, 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 that completion, approval, is the finish line, which maybe, only maybe, we get to someday, that's natural reasoning. That, that, that's do good, get good, and basically every religious system on earth. 
has that kind of idea. No, it takes a spiritual understanding to believe and to receive that my approval has been completed. You're complete in Christ. Now what we do, we walk that out. We walk that reality out. And if I fall, you're still complete. Get back up as a complete believer, as a proved believer. Get back up. You fall seven times in Scripture, keep getting back up. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So our response to His approval is to accept our completion. It's so sad when believers think, I'm not complete, feeling less than, feeling like they're lacking in their relationship with God. No, you are complete. God deals with you not as you deserve, but as Christ Jesus deserves. What a powerful reality when we accept our completion in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Our fifth guarantee is Jesus leads us by His goodness. Jesus leads us today by His goodness. Now again, when I googled spiritual breakthrough and see what others are, are saying, one of, the, one of the big ones was that we must repent from any known sin. We must to receive our break. I'm not preaching. I'm saying that this is what one of the steps was on Google was that we must repent from any known sin. And let me be very clear. Here at Celebration Church, we are all for repenting from sin. Repenting means turning away from all types of self-destructive behavior. Absolutely. We don't want you stuck in self-destructive behavior. I don't want myself. I don't want my family. I, why? So absolutely we're for repenting. We're for living the abundant life, a victorious life, free from addictions and hate. 100%. Let me be very clear on that. The question is this. How does that happen? How does that happen? And, and too many times it's an error in our thinking when we think that the preacher needs to bring us into a sin consciousness to produce the repentance. You see, too many times we think that the preacher or what I'm listening to or what I'm reading, what I believe, needs to be imparting or needs to be giving me a, a greater sin consciousness. And a greater, the greater my consciousness of my sin, the more repentance that will be produced in my life. Remember, as I said, we are for repentance. <laughs> we don't want self-destructive behavior in anybody's life. But the question is, how? And often we think it's through a greater sin consciousness. That's not New Covenant. That's not the Gospel. That's not New Covenant teaching. No. Old Covenant, yes. In the Old Covenant, you saw that time and time again. Repent, and then God will do good. Turn from your ways, and then God will bless you. That's Old Covenant. You see, in the New Covenant, it's completely different. It's reversed. How do I know that? Well, one example, Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2 and 4. Go there. He says, do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness, his restraint, his patience, not knowing that the kindness or another goodness of God, it leads us to repentance. The goodness of God leads us to repentance. So Old Covenant, yes, repent and then God will be good to you. But in the New Covenant, it's reversed. It's God will be good to you and that goodness will lead you to repentance. What a beautiful reality this is. God, I'll say it again. God's goodness first, repentance second. So you're saying, I want free from some self-destruct. That's my breakthrough, Nathan. I'm believing for freedom from some self-destructive type of uh, area in my life. Well, it's got to start with His goodness. <laughs> it's got to start with His goodness being received in, because in the New Covenant, it's His goodness that leads us. So our response to... Remember, Jesus leads us 
through His goodness. It's breakthrough, that, the happening in our lives that changes and transforms our lives. So our response is, we let His goodness lead us. I mean, this is beautiful. He, we let Peter in the Scripture deny Christ three times. Jesus restored him, made him a pillar in the church, made him a leader. He denied, remember, denied Christ three times. After Jesus raised, rose from the dead, he sought Peter out and he restored him through love. He restored his goodness transformed. In other words, his God, Jesus' goodness led him to repentance. He changed the way he was living. God's goodness leads us to, to transformation. So I'm all for repentance, all for changing. But God, Jesus, we have to understand new covenant. He leads through his goodness. And so I believe today that God wants breakthrough in your body, breakthrough in your finances, breakthrough in all areas of, his life, of your life today, whatever you're believing God for in your family, because it's that that transforms your life. It's not us changing that brings God's goodness. It's his goodness that brings change. Remember, God deals with us not as we deserve, but as Jesus deserves. Sixth guarantee today, I've got to keep moving, is that Jesus' holiness is our guarantee. Jesus' holiness is our guarantee. Again, it's an erroneous teaching that when we talk about grace and favor, when we talk about his goodness, that that's just the basics, the ABCs, the basics. You know, my son just entered a ki a kindergarten this year. Well, that people say, well, you know, grace teachings is for kindergarten, the kindergarten believers. Well, and yet when it comes to, you know, holiness through the law or condemnation, you know, that's very weighty kind of teaching. That's weightiness. Well, actually, quite the contrary. Do you recognize that it takes the Holy Spirit to reveal God's love to us in a very real way? It takes the Holy Spirit. It takes revelation. The Scripture says in Romans 5 that the Holy Spirit shed abroad the love of God in our hearts. It takes revelation to teach us love, to truly reveal God's love. You know, when it comes to the law, holiness through the law, it doesn't take the Holy Spirit. It doesn't, I mean, to, it's not hard to figure out, do good, get good. The whole entire religious system of the world, doesn't matter what religion we're talking about, is do good, get good, and it doesn't take the Holy Spirit to teach that. No, it takes the Holy Spirit to bring a revelation of God's love in Christ Jesus. It takes the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus' holiness is our guarantee. That His holiness says He'll never change. His holiness says that He is unchanging. And so when the scriptures say that he deals with us not as we deserve, but as Christ Jesus deserves, he's not changing. And his holiness is our guarantee of that breakthrough. It's our guarantee. So our response is to believe it, to believe the weightiness of God's love. The scripture says this is love, not that we loved him, but that he loved us and gave himself as the propitiation for our sins. That means that all, this, all our sin was put upon him. He got what we deserve. But in so doing, he, we now receive freely what he deserves. As I said, God deals with us not as we deserve, but as he deserves. Today. His holiness is our guarantee. Let that sink in. Breakthrough is ours in Christ Jesus. We're guaranteed it. And number seven, we're guaranteed breakthrough because Jesus gave us the free gift of his own peace. Jesus gave us the free gift of his own peace. We understand from the scriptures that God's grace, he says, my grace flows to you freely. My grace abounds towards you, the scripture says. In other words, we could say that grace is always flowing. Favor is always flowing. Breakthrough is always flowing. And from the scriptures, we learn that we receive freely when we're at rest. When we're at rest, supply flows freely in our lives. When we leave the place of rest, it's like we constrain 
his grace from flowing. He, we constrain miracles from happening. We stop them when we're not at rest. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, he said, don't be worried about your life, what you'll eat, drink, what you'll put on. Don't be worried. And which of you, he said, which of you by worrying can even add a single day to your life? What, what will worry do? But if God, he says, so clothe the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more, much, much, much more clothe you? Will he much more provide for you, give you breakthroughs? He says, don't worry about it. So what's our response to this reality? Jesus gave us his free gift of peace. Our response is, let Jesus' peace rule our hearts. In other words, as you're trusting God today for a breakthrough in your family, your finance, your health, let his peace rule your heart. If he cares for even the lilies of the valley, which are here today, gone tomorrow, thrown into a furnace, how much more, you his child, will he prepare? Jesus is the prince of peace. And Jesus said, my peace I give to you. We have his peace as our inheritance. How do we receive that peace? By looking to Jesus. Colossians chapter 1, I'm almost just about done. Jesus, verse 20, Jesus bought peace through the blood of his own cross. In other words, we look to his blood. We look to the work of the cross and it becomes an anchor for our soul, an anchor for our heart and our emotions. And we come to the place of rest. 2020, 2021, maybe you're facing trouble. Maybe you face trouble and you need a breakthrough. Recognize the breakthrough has been provided in Christ Jesus. You are guaranteed a breakthrough. He became sick so that you could be whole. He took the curse upon him so that you could be blessed. He became poor so that you could be Rich, it's ours in Christ Jesus. I'm announcing today that it's already been done. You are guaranteed. Final verse, Isaiah 55, I love this. He says, you'll go out with joy and be led in peace. The mountains and the hills, they'll speak of the troubles that you're facing. They'll break, no, I'm sorry. Uh, that doesn't mean, I, I read it wrong. But let me say, you'll go with joy and be led in peace. The mountains and hills will break into shouts of joy before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Let his peace lead you today. We're going to pray in just a moment's time, as I said. Maybe you're believing God for something in your life. When we partake in the Holy Communion today, I want you to hold those three areas that you're believing God for in your hand. And we're going to pray and we're going to believe God today that that which has been provided in Christ manifest in your life. The God who calls those things which be not as though they are. Maybe you have some be nots in your life. I encourage you today, get ready to receive that today. But first, before we do that, I read earlier that if we believe in our hearts on the Lord Jesus and confess Him with our mouths, we will be saved. Maybe you're today here today and you say, I've never believed on Christ. Or maybe you have believed on Him, but you say, I've, I've fallen away. And guilt, condemnation, I feel so far from God. Can I tell you, He has been close to you. He's been seeking you out. And my, I invite you today to say yes to Jesus, to kind of believe on Him, 